If you're tired of these promos, supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv for the links to sign up. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of November 14, 2021. The podcast that invented the widescreen microscope. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's lobotomize the news of the bogus. And yet more data showing how the Trump-Russia conspiracy theory should be elevated to major scandal, showing absolute fraud from the Clinton campaign, the FBI, and the news media. The Durham indictment of Igor Danchenko represents 39 pages of new evidence of how Danchenko made false statements to the FBI and how he fed baseless rumors to Christopher Steele, whose firm was working for the Clinton campaign. It goes over in detail a process I've summarized and shows clearly one way it can absolutely happen and happened here. Danchenko fed rumors to Steele. Steele through his private intelligence firm Fusion GPS, wrote them up as intelligence reports and fed them to the news media. News outlets wanting to independently verify the information checked with their own anonymous sources, which ended up leading right back to Steele and Danchenko. And that is how a rumor monger ended up being the same source for what was claimed was independent verification. Danchenko, by the way, is a Russian expat living in D.C. who worked for the Brookings Institution, a Beltway think tank tied to the Clintons. The deception had been confirmed as far back as January 2017 when Danchenko was interviewed by the FBI and told him that there was, quote, zero, end quote, corroboration for his claims. He repeated the admission in another interview in May 2017. Danchenko had told him that the information came from subsources that represented, quote, word of mouth and hearsay, quote, conversations that he had with friends over beers, and that much of the information was made in, quote, jest. And, as we also know, 4chan pranks. And one of the subsources wasn't even Russian. It was an American, PR executive Charles Dolan, who, quote, had served as chairman of a national democratic political organization, state chairman of former President Clinton's 1992 and 1996 presidential campaigns, and an advisor to Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential campaign. Moreover, beginning in or about 1997, President Clinton appointed PR Executive One to two four-year terms on an advisory commission at the U.S. State Department. With respect to the 2016 Clinton campaign, PR Executive One actively campaigned and participated in calls and events as a volunteer on behalf of Hillary Clinton. Another subsource, Sergey Milian, isn't Russian, but from Belarus, and was the former head of the Russian-American Chamber of Commerce. But it turns out, Milian never even spoke to Danchenko. Quote, In truth and fact, and as Danchenko well knew, Danchenko never received such a phone call or such information from any person he believed to be Chamber President One, and Danchenko never made any arrangements to meet Chamber President One in New York. Rather, Danchenko fabricated these facts regarding Chamber President One. 
So not only was the FBI aware as early as 2017 that the Steele dossier was a pack of lies, but that Danchenko himself had been lying to them. Quote, As alleged in further detail below, all of Danchenko's lies were material to the FBI because, among other reasons, the FBI's investigation of the Trump campaign relied in large part on the company reports to obtain FISA warrants, the FBI ultimately devoted substantial resources attempting to investigate and corroborate the allegations contained in the company reports, including the reliability of Danchenko's subsources and the company reports, as well as information collected for the reports by Danchenko, played a role in the FBI's investigative decisions and in sworn representations that the FBI made to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court throughout the relevant time period. And we're only on page four. He even covers Pissgate. Not only does the alleged video not exist, but no one at Moscow's Ritz-Carlton ever mentioned anything to do with, quote, any sexual or salacious activity. But in yet another case of confession through projection, it seems that it's the Clintons that have the ties to Russia. Dolan had been hired by the Kremlin, quote, to handle global public relations for the Russian government. And during the time Hillary was Secretary of State, a Russian firm paid Bill Clinton $500,000 to give a speech. The firm opposed the Magnitsky Act, which imposed sanctions on Russian officials, and at the same time, Hillary came out against it. And the Clintons killed a Bloomberg story that linked it all together. There are more ties in the dossier, but the bigger point is Steele's accomplices, including Guardian reporter Luke Harding, Mother Jones reporter David Korn, various reporters for NBC, The New York Times, CNN, The New Yorker, and, most notoriously, MSNBC's Rachel Maddow, none of whom have retracted any of their claims, and most of whom continue to dig in. And the FBI never indicted Danchenko for lying to them, even though he did far worse than Martha Stewart ever did. But look at the history of this podcast, and you'll see that it's sadly not surprising that the news media can absolutely destroy someone with lie after lie after lie and get away with it. If you're looking for a way to support this channel, but you don't have any spare cash and you can't stand ads, you can do so by generating your own cryptocurrency. Use the links at the bottom of the description to follow the link to odyssey.com to listen to the podcast and see all of my YouTube videos as well. Just watching videos will produce cryptocurrency for the creator and yourself. And since Odyssey is always monetized and never censored, you'll have no problem seeing all the videos from your favorite creators. You can also use the library credits you create at Odyssey to tip creators and even purchase paid content. Earn library credits through various rewards, including daily view rewards and the number of shares and invites. And you can interact with creators in all sorts of ways, including like and dislike, comment, boost a post by supporting it, repost it, and share to other sites, all while earning crypto for the creator. Easily monetize yourself and your favorite creators using cryptocurrency without advertising. Use the link below to visit this channel on odyssey.com and see many of your other favorites there as well. So we know the big corporate publishers hate Sci-Hub. 
We've also covered how much they hate libraries in general, so it stands to reason they'd hate Libgen, or Library Genesis, a search engine for downloadable ebooks. Although in this particular story, they seem to have left archive.org alone for the time being. SciHub and Libgen are already subject to blocking in the UK, but the Publishers Association, together with Elsevier and Springer Nature, aren't satisfied. They're asking for over a dozen new website blocks that proxy these sites. It's mostly a game of whack-a-mole. They can't go after the websites themselves, so they lobby the government to require UK ISPs to block the domain names. Which won't do any good if they use any of the DNS over HTTPS settings in all of the major browsers to do their lookups on services such as Cloudflare, NextDNS, or Quad9, or to do it OS-wide by installing something like Simple DNS Crypt. But the association adding SciHub.ru, SciHub.unblockit.com, and several others to their block list suggests that they at least believe that the blocks work. On the other hand, it should probably be obvious that people smart enough to seek out scientific studies are also smart enough to circumvent the blocks. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government sensors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.bogosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. And yet another example of immense DRM fail. Gamers may be finding it impossible to play games on newer computers that use Intel's new 12th generation chip architecture, which splits the CPU workload into performance cores and efficiency cores. The problem is, as soon as the CPU moves a game's threads into the E cores, the DRM will see it as a different system, think that the game is being played on two systems at the same time, and shut down or crash the game. Intel says it will fix the issue in BIOS updates, but that doesn't help most users who don't run BIOS updates. Another option may be to upgrade the entire operating system. Don't want to upgrade to Windows 11? Tough beans! You might not be able to play these games otherwise. What we see, once again, is that DRM in all its forms almost always punishes paying customers, while the pirates aren't at all inhibited from playing cracked versions they downloaded from pirate sites. Because DRM doesn't work, has never worked, and can never work, because it requires the keys to undo it to be on the same system playing the game. 
DRM is nothing more than snake oil sold to gaming companies and others by scammers like Denuvo who promise something it is absolutely impossible to deliver on and will only frustrate their paying customers. It really makes you wonder how many so-called pirates are really people who bought the game and just want to play it. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now it's time to fenestrate this week's biggest bogon emitter. And this week it goes to Democrats and basically most others on the left for suddenly not being for criminal justice reform when it's people they don't like. You'd think a case where a mixed-race Latino successfully defends himself from three white criminals would appeal to their woke side. But in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, they've all been fast asleep. Amidst cries of defund the police, with many stating that they mean that literally, including the abolition of prisons, and that includes prominent Congress critters like Hakeem Jeffries, they only waited about 2.6 nanoseconds to throw it out the door to demand that Kyle be imprisoned for life or even put to death. But Kyle was hardly the first. Remember the glee that they had over the bogus Mueller report? which was supposedly going to send all of their political adversaries to prison? And then, of course, there's Julian Assange, who's effectively been in prison for a decade the last couple of years in the high-security Belmarsh prison in horrific conditions of solitary confinement, even though he hasn't actually been charged with any crimes. All because he published the completely true documents that showed the corruption of Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. Arguably the worst is how the January 6th Capitol protesters have been treated, despite the fact that they didn't really do anything the Kavanaugh protesters didn't when they stormed the Capitol, or other groups before them like the Black Panthers, the Democrats said that this was the worst attack on democracy since the Civil War and these insurrectionists should be given the harshest punishment possible. Even though the worst that most of them did was misdemeanor trespassing. And yet, they've been held over ten months without so much as bail. Again, in reportedly deplorable conditions. So, how do you turn misdemeanors into felonies? The DOJ is doing it by twisting Sarbanes-Oxley way beyond what it was intended. 
How do you get a Wall Street regulation to apply? You say that what Congress was doing was an evidentiary proceeding, which is what Trump claims it was, saying that Pence had the power to question whether states' electoral votes were valid, which is what Democrats were denying. Of course, when it comes to unaccountable police killing unarmed, nonviolent civilians, you won't hear a word from them about the murder of Ashley Babbitt. So it comes as little surprise, then, that they can actually look at the Rittenhouse trial and see not the political prosecution it obviously is, but watch it and tweet about how Kyle is guilty and they hope he fries. Hakeem Jeffries himself even tweeted, Lock up Kyle Rittenhouse and throw away the key. If you only want justice for people you like, you don't want justice at all. Standing up for people you like isn't any credit to you. It's how you stand up for the rights of everyone, even people you don't like, that measures your worth as a person. So all of that makes leftists and Democrats this week's biggest Bogani emitter. to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one -on -one customer service. Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot TV, anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot TV. And now let's commodify this week's... Idiot And this week, it goes to Thomas Binger, the lead prosecutor in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. For some stupid reason I'll never understand, the defense decided to call Kyle Rittenhouse to the stand, even though they basically had the trial in the bag to any reasonable jury. I would have named them, but actually Kyle was a great witness, and things turned out as well as they possibly could have. Not so for Binger. He had already had several major setbacks, including admonishments from Judge Bruce Schroeder and the complete tanking of his case when his star witness, Gage Grosskreutz, admitted on cross that Kyle hadn't pointed his gun when Grosskreutz was pretending to surrender and only aimed and fired when Grosskreutz pointed his gun at Kyle. Prosecutor James Krause actually facepalmed. So they were reeling from a certain loss and must have felt it was a gift from God when they called Kyle to testify. But not with Binger in charge. Kyle, as is his Fifth Amendment right, had declined to discuss the case since his arrest. The judge immediately stopped events when Binger suggested this meant he had something to hide, something he is not allowed to do. The problem is, this is a grave constitutional violation for you to talk about the defendant's silence 
And that is, and and, the, and you're right. You're right on the you're right on the borderline, and you may you may be over, but uh, it better stop. The defense noted that Binger is an experienced trial lawyer and knew full well what he was doing. The judge agreed. The next thing that got Binger in trouble was this exchange. So you understand that there's a difference between using deadly force to protect yourself and using it to protect property, correct? Yes. And you'd agree with me that you're not allowed to use deadly force to protect property, correct? Yes. But yet you have previously indicated that you wished you had your AR-15 to protect someone's property, correct? To, uh... Yikes! That was in reference to a video that hadn't been allowed into testimony. That was when Schroeder got mad. The court left the door open. This... For me, not for you. My understanding of You your... should have come and asked for reconsideration. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I, I was a, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what you're up to. May I respond? Yes. We filed another act's motion on this exact issue because in my mind, and I argue this, it is identical to what was going on on the night of August 25th in the sense that the defendant was using this exact same weapon. He was using it in a manner to try and protect property. No, he wasn't. There's, Your Honor, I, with all due respect... I'm not going to rehash the motion. That's absolutely untrue. It and is there's, no, no, no. Your arguments of record... My comments are of record, and why I ruled as I did is of record. There's nothing that I heard in this trial to suggest anything's changed, even if you're correct in your assumption that you know more than uh, I did at the time. Uh, you should have come to the court and say, I want to go into this. Uh, why you would think that you could go into it without any advance notice to the court, I don't understand that. And as the uh, defense is pointing out, you're an experienced trial lawyer, and this should not have been gone into. You know, there's a lot of difference between commenting about something when you haven't got a gun and threatening someone when you do. You know, it's interesting, Your Honor, because the entire defense theory in this case is Joseph Rosenbaum, who was unarmed. I want you to tell me what the defense theory of the case is. He knows if you're going to go into something that's been excluded in a pretrial order, you better ask the court, you better get permission. This is ridiculous. It, you know, wasn't, it wasn't excluded, Your Honor. You know why it was excluded in the first place? Because it's, it was propensity evidence. That is exactly what 90404 is designed to prevent. He's talking about Wisconsin Rule of Evidence 904.04, .04, character evidence not admissible to prove conduct, which says that evidence of a person's character is not admissible for the purpose of proving he acted in conformity on a particular occasion. There are a few exceptions, but this isn't one of them. You're talking about his attitudes? His attitude is he wants to shoot people. Now, I've admitted that kind of evidence in other trials when it's been appropriate. I didn't admit it in this case because, to me, what I've heard in this trial, and by the way, Mr. Richards absolutely correctly points out that just hours ago, 
I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. So why testimony, Your Honor? Pardon me. That was before the testimony. Don't get brazen with me. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that. That's number one. Number two. This is propensity evidence. I said at the time that I made my ruling, and I'll repeat again now for you. I see no similarity, but I don't see the similarity. I said it couldn't come in, and it isn't coming in, no matter what you think. Number two, I, I have to be concerned that with what Mr. Richards has said about the progress of the trial, and when you were way well, I said you were over the line. In, uh, close to or over the line on commenting on the defendant's pretrial silence, which is a well-known rule. I, I, I'm astonished that that would have been an issue. So I don't want to have another issue as long as this case continues. Is that clear? Other examples of Binger's desperation include when he tried to say that Kyle had a propensity for violence because he played Call of Duty. Kyle didn't need anyone's help on that. You play Call of Duty and other first-person shooter video games? Sometimes. And those are games in which you use weapons like AR-15s to pretty much shoot anybody who comes at you, correct? It's a video game where two players are playing together. I don't really understand the meaning of your question, to be honest. Isn't one of the things people do in these video games try and kill everyone else with your guns? Yeah, in the video game, it's just a video game, it's not real life. The idea that video games make people violent has been debunked almost from the moment it was first claimed. Although it's a darling of the pro-censorship left, there just isn't any truth to it at all. And then there's the time when Binger tried to introduce testimony of his own. So you didn't know the difference between what a full metal jacket bullet would do versus a hollow point, right? I, I believe a hollow point from, I, I just don't know much about this, um, I believe a hollow point would cause more damage to the first target, but it wouldn't continue through to any other targets, right? I, I, I don't know the answer Whereas to that. Whereas a full metal jacket bullet is specifically designed to continue through its first target and keep flying, correct? I, I, I you know, uh, there, there, uh, 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 First of all, the, the, the hollow point is not guaranteed to stay in the first object struck, which is, so what you said was not correct. Uh, uh, secondly, There's no testimony on that, Your Honor. Uh, no, but you've been testifying, and that's what, Mr., that's what, Mr., we're going to break a break for lunch. Kyle, to his credit, could not be shaken in his testimony no matter how many dirty tricks Binger pulled, how many times he asked the same question over and over again, claiming that Kyle didn't answer when he did and just tried to wear him out. So after all that, the hashtag DisbarBinger started trending on Twitter. Although you wouldn't know that from Twitter itself, only from third-party sites that track hashtags. Twitter, of course, has been promoting tweets full of misinformation that can be debunked just by watching the trial. There's also a Change.org petition entitled, Bring Discipline Actions Against Rittenhouse Chief Prosecutor.
A desperate act from a prosecutor who knows he doesn't have a case, ignoring the Constitution, his oath of office, and his duty to pursue truth and justice, not to get a conviction at any cost. All of that makes Thomas Binger this week's... Idiot Well, that wraps up this being hungry, waiting for my tea, and listening to that bogey bum edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to donate.bogosity.tv for several ways to support and discord.bogosity.tv to join the discussion. Subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar, and you can listen early and ad-free. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Learned Hand. That community is already in the process of dissolution where each man begins to eye his neighbor as a possible enemy, where nonconformity with the accepted creed, political as well as religious, is a mark of disaffection, where denunciation, without specification or backing, takes the place of evidence, where orthodoxy chokes freedom of dissent, where faith in the eventual supremacy of reason has become so timid that we dare not enter our convictions in the open lists to win or lose. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial and Derivatives 4.0 International License. Bogosity. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now.